from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA National News for week commencing January the 21st, 2018. Hi, I'm Robert, VK3DN. And I'm Brian, VK3GR. Hello, Robert. Hello, listeners again. Hello, Brian. What have you been up to this week? I actually have... I'm unemployed as I sit here right now, mate, for the next two days. Today was my last day at work. Oh, big celebration. No, I'm here recording the news with you. That's the important thing. (laughs) Really? Yep, doing what I need to do. And uh, yeah, uh, the weekend is just going to be some study and some prep and uh, gardening. And then back to a new job. Back to a new job. Back to the future. Back to the past or the future of the whatever that is. Actually, back to a place that I came from. That's right. People have been telling me that for years. Mm. Go back where you came from, mate. Mm. Anyway, I'm doing that and uh, we're doing this. So, uh, for 21st of January, I hope everybody's ready to hear what we have to say. And uh, and talking about people with things to say, Mm. here's uh, across to WIA President Justin VK7 Tango Whiskey with some important news. Hello from Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey President of the WIA. This week we received some very sad news. Sharon Kemp, wife of Graham Kemp, VK4BB, passed away. And I express our sincere condolences to Graham and family on behalf of the WIA. Vale, Sharon. I also thank all those people who responded to the urgent call for editors to assist in putting together the WIA National News broadcast. The role of editor is a very important one. The editors source amateur radio material from around the world and put it together into short scripts for the presenters to read and record each week. There are a huge number of sources and information channels and we can certainly help out with these lists. An editor receives this source material, edits, sometimes records and generates material for the weekly broadcasts. Editors work with the anchor and other presenters to bring it all together. Do you enjoy reading, paraphrasing, editing, maybe proofreading? Do you already read amateur radio material from a range of sources and think to yourself, hmm, this would be interesting to a wider national audience? If you think you could undertake this role, then we really need your help. And if I sound desperate, then you picked up the right tone in my voice. If we cannot fill this role with at least a few people ASAP, then the WIA National News broadcast is at risk of not going ahead. If you're interested, then please send through an email to nationalnews, all one word, at wia.org.au. We want to get more members involved with the production of the broadcast to share the load and contribute to the broadcast team. Take a look at the links on the email edition of this broadcast for more information. And that leads me to a huge thank you to Robert, VK3DN, and Brian, VK3GR, who stepped up to fill in the gap and we really appreciate all the effort and time that they spent on this. However, like many of us, they work full-time and have families and lives to live. Look forward to hearing from you. For the National WIA News, this has been Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey. Thank you, Justin, and uh, we hope to hear more from uh, our listeners in regards to that. Okay, uh, have you been thinking, Brian? I try hard to. Sometimes I try hard not to, but I know someone who does it a lot, and I think I need to do more of it. Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking. 
The new services have been carrying stories this week of the results of a survey which shows the majority of homes in Queensland are not prepared for the wet season and floods. The Bureau of Meteorology has indicated the possibility of cyclones, and some models are showing the possibility of one forming off the coast of Queensland before the month is out. As much as people like to think it would be someone else that is affected, the fact is that most of us would know if water is going to be a problem around us. Mapping is quite extensive and local councils can tell you, if you're new to the area, whether flooding is going to be a problem. Then there uh, is the problems encountered with heavy rain, and lots of it. The wet is not just an issue for those living in the tropics and subtropics. The evidence is that storm events are becoming stronger, and that suggests that rainfall would be increased too. Surface flooding and runoff can be an issue which catches us with storm drains that are clogged or inadequate, land contours being altered by earthworks and even rain gutters that overflow, letting water go where it is unexpected. Then there are the cyclones which, even when they have seemingly run their course, can bucket and blow, bringing down buildings, branches and breaking glass. Hopefully we have prepared and we will not make the nightly news in the event of the weather being extreme. Seeing one's belongings stinking and ruined on the footpath should not be on this year's calendar. Knowing that we don't need the insurance assessor to call should give a sense of success in itself. Let's hope we get through the summer weather without drama and damage. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Thank you, Jeff, for those thoughts, and actually more thoughts, in fact, happenings and doings. This is Director Brian Clark with uh, some information about what's going on at the moment in the WIA. G'day, it's Brian, the new Golf Charlie Echo here. I've just returned from two weeks' stay with Bill Baird, VK3AQB, Victoria's oldest radio amateur. Bill's only just a little younger than the WIA and still a member. Good on you, Bill, and thanks for your hospitality. The Strategy Advisory Committee has been asked to look at revitalisation of AR MAG. Have you looked at recent overseas amateur radio mags, such as from ARRL, SARL and RSGB? Electrotechnology mags, such as the Westwick Farrow series of what's new in XXX, like electronics, government technology review and critical communications, or even Engineers Australia's mag, CREATE. The first thing that strikes you is the sheer volume of highly targeted advertising. Even have a look at other genres, Women's Weekly, Cosmopolitan, Bicycling Australia, Australian Sporting Shooter, Australian Photography, Australian Motorcycle, and Wheels. The same thing, 35 to 50% of the content is advertising. Our 6% is closing us off from very lucrative sources of income. You've told us you want more technical articles and less club-specific material and obituaries. Have you noticed that when you get your AR mag, many of the predicted or proposed activities of clubs are past tense? Who needs DX expedition predictions that are months out of date? Perhaps Doctor Who can get us out of that time warp. Another question that the committee is struggling with is, 
how do we attract younger people who don't read hard copy print magazines? They live off fanzines, social media, and other electronic sources. How often do you hear, go look on Google, or I found this on Yahoo? In the 1980s, when WordStar and WordPerfect were becoming available, you probably still used pen and paper, as today's dinosaurs still do. Do you still have a fountain pen? Nowadays, even pre-primary school kids use keyboards and remote-controlled video displays with skill. Organisations that resist change will not survive. So we must start moving to something like a web-based form of communication with present and would-be radio amateurs. In 10 years' time, there may be no print magazine around. Look at the effect on Fleet Street-style newspapers with the advent of electronic print production. Print media everywhere is scrambling to survive. Some recent local market research found 85% of people expect to complete all transactions digitally. 73% working digitally is essential for commercial success. 56% paper-based comms appear dated. That percentage was even higher for the under-29 age group. In the not-too-distant future, you'll wear a portable digital device whose battery charger will be sewn into the fabric of your clothing. It'll have a heads-up display built into your Ray-Bans and may even contain a software-defined amateur radio transceiver app accessing qrz.com automatically to identify callers and using eye scanning to change frequency and bands. Such shifts in media will have profound effects on how the WI communicates with you. Note I said with, not to. Another major shift your new board is promoting. 73 from Brian. Thank you for some information about uh, how the WIA is changing. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Now, more news from the WIA, well, how to get involved with and keep that conversation going is uh, about volunteering opportunities. And we have a bunch of them coming from David Ford. Electronic project write-ups for associates. Recently, the WIA soft launched its associates program to attract non-members into the hobby and institute. As part of the associate program, the WIA would like to build a collective of how-to articles describing beginner electronics projects that beginners can follow along with. This includes radio-related projects. The articles will be published to associates, the member community and clubs online. They may also be used in AR Magazine, and the articles will act as a resource to attract people to the hobby to be used by the community. If you can produce a how-to with pictures or a simple project or a project that inspires people and you're willing to let the WIA use your article as part of the Associates Program, please email your how-to in Word format to the Associate Program at associate at wia.org.au. The Associate Program also welcomes your YouTube and video links to your own content. In your email, please be sure to mention if you would like credit for the article. And a call for forum moderators. The WIA will shortly open a moderated internet forum to provide an online discussion area supporting its members. Associates will have limited access to the forums and the WIA is looking for volunteer forum moderators to guide and ensure that the forums are positive and progressive to the community. 
If you have an interest in being a respected and professional member of the Forum Moderation team, as well as helping people explore the hobby, then please express an interest by sending an email to introducing yourself to associate at wia.org.au. Now the Northern Territory VK8 Inwards QSL Manager. The QSL Card Committee is seeking a volunteer to act as the VK8 Inwards QSL Manager. If you're in the Northern Territory and interested in managing the Inwards QSL Bureau, then please check the details on the WIA website. And web development after receiving 100 applications to be part of the WIA's project teams for web development, advertisements and acceptance of applications for the roles has been paused. Shortlisting a potential appointment is currently underway. And that's it for the current happenings of the WIA volunteers. And as a reminder, to express your interest in becoming a forum moderator or in publishing simple how-to-do projects, please email associate at wia.org.au. And thank you to David Ford for that news item. And now more digital content. The January 2018 edition of Amateur Radio magazine is now available on the WIA website. Head over there to the Members drop-down and find AR Mag and look for the January 2018 link. And here's Barry with some information about the AR magazine. The WAA Journal begins a new era. The WAA Board has decided to make Amateur Radio Magazine a bi-monthly publication, beginning with the first edition this year. The magazine editor, Peter Freeman, VK3PF, in his editorial reflects on the important but necessary change. He says the WIA board has outlined that the magazine is the largest single expense for the Institute. The process began about 12 months ago and generated a discussion paper from the Publications Committee, PubCom. Peter VK3PF says that it showed mechanisms which might result in significant savings. In the end, the board decided to accept the PubCom recommendation, a reduction in the number of issues published each year. Peter VK3PF feels sure Further changes in the magazine will develop as PubCom discusses ideas with the board and the Strategy Advisory Committee. Next week there will be more in the summary of the bi-monthly amateur radio contents. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3, Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to the IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, the NZART, WIA Local News Service, VK7, VK3PC and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Italian Club Celebrating Science Milestones A year-long operating event, Science Milestones in the History of Radio, is being run by the Italian Fidenza Radio Club. Each month, a distinctive call sign will highlight those who have laid the theoretical and practical foundations for radio science. These include Maxwell, Hertz, Marconi, Selzecki, Tesla, Ampere, Coulomb, Volta, Lenz, Orsted, Henry and Faraday. Further details and award rules are on the Ari Feldenza website. And the uh, link for that's in the text edition. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. And staying with international news, the ARRL speaks out on misinformation. The American Radio Relay League Board of Directors has been the subject of an organised misinformation campaign. In a note to members, ARRL President Rick Roderick, K5UR, says the campaign is being orchestrated by a group of hams, some of whom are well-intentioned but have been misled. 
It consists of a series of character misrepresentations. More recently, other equally erroneous and false statements have been made in an effort to draw into question ARRL's decision-making processes. Rick K5UR says the principal suggestion is that the ARRL operates under some cloak of secrecy. ARRL directors are volunteers. They are smart, dedicated radio amateurs who devote thousands of hours of their own time per year representing members as best they can. The full note is on the ARRL website. That's ARRL.org. And now to MediaWatch. The ACMA enables intelligent transport systems. ACMA have introduced the Radio Communications Intelligent Transport Systems Class Licence 2017 to facilitate and regulate the vehicle-to-vehicle, vehicle-to-person or vehicle-to-infrastructure communications in autonomous vehicles and other technology-assisted transport innovations. ITS are expected to make roads smarter, safer and cleaner through the use of communication technologies, says ACMA Acting Chair James Cameron. The new class licence will facilitate the rollout of the latest transportation communications technology, putting Australia on par with other nations adopting ITS. Allocations are in the 5.9 GHz band and consistent with other major automotive markets, reducing the technical and economical barriers to engineering and manufacturing ITS technologies for Australia. And you can read about the ACMA story in the text edition of this news service. And now to information about the upcoming Wyong Field Day, here's Ed. Work is continuing at a pace to get ready for the 2018 Wyong Field Day. And to include as many lectures as possible, it has been decided to adopt the topic in a nutshell model that was so successful last year for all lectures this year. This means that the lectures will be short and concise to whet your appetite for more different facets of our hobby. The list of traders attending is constantly being added to on the website. I cannot list them here as that would be advertising which is not allowed. So please go and check out the website at fieldday.org.au. You'll also find the updated list of exhibitors there. I can however tell you about the lectures which are in addition to those I have already told you about on previous WIA news pieces. We have just added a lecture on free DV from David Rowe, VK5DGR. The Australian Government's Bureau of Meteorology will present again this year. Bob Morton, VK2ZRM from Haddark, will cover the use of TFT touchscreens in your projects. And Bob, VK2AOR, will present on what's happening in the satellite world. For the full list of lectures, please take a look at the website. Separate from the lectures, two meetings will be taking place. As happens every year, the VHF-UHF Week Signals Group will have their annual meet-up. And this year, the Scouts and Guides will be starting their planning for the Jota Jyoti 2018 at the Field Day. The details of the Field Day are that it will take place from 8.30am at the Wyong Racecourse on Sunday the 25th of February. The nearest public transport is the mainline Wyong Railway Station, from which we are running a courtesy bus to the event. With car boot sales and traders under cover and in the shade, this event will as always be on rain or shine. For the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, this has been Ed Durant, DD5LP73. And now into the worldwide special interest groups, beginning with defence. I wasn't sure where to categorise this one, Rob, but you'll understand why it's defence in just a moment. The 2018 Hawaii Missile Defence False Alert. Did you hear about this? 
Well, I think everybody heard about this. The people in Hawaii certainly heard about it. A startling start to a Saturday morning for the residents of Hawaii, many of whom were woken by the state emergency alert system, interrupting television, radio and sending messages to mobile phones, warning of a missile threat to the islands. The message in all capitals said... Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. But in fact, it was a drill and is now likely to become a real textbook example for interface design. As the computer screen showed a dozen links with identical formatting and similar wording, but the one with the word drill just happened to be the scariest scenario and not visually distinct from the non-drill version of the message, would you believe? While it took mere seconds for the emergency system alerts to be posted to social media, it took three minutes to stop the alerts and another ten for official messages to be sent to advise of the false alarm. It's understood that the emergency management employee responsible for the gaffe has been reassigned but not fired, nor is being publicly named, which I think is a very good thing. And if you believe social media... There are a number of very now embarrassed, but still very much alive young men who, in response to the impending doom, courageously declared their never-dying love for a young lady, followed by some rather awkward conversations just minutes later. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service, originating from VK1 WIA. Okay, and now with some more, here's John, VK4 JJW. The FT8 digital mode has big uptake. Until now, there's only been anecdotal evidence that FT8 introduced in 2017 had been adopted by many on our bands. The weak signal text mode has certainly taken over from the previous JT65, which had been favoured. It's safe to say that the adoption of FT8 has been phenomenally fast. The WIA statistician, Mark VK3OHM, in analysing the award system data, says about 20% of all QSOs in 2017 were in the FT8 mode. The WIA does not issue DXCC on the basis of FT8 mode alone. QSOs using FT8 mode would contribute to the digital mode of DXCC. However, Mark VK3OHM finds there are seven people who have achieved 100-plus DXCC entities using the FT8 mode only. Thank you, John, with that information about FT8 mode. Now, Brian, uh, Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Females in Radio. I happened to peruse the newsletter the other day, Rob. Did you? What did you find? Something caught my eye. Uh, Do you want to do this one or shall I? No, you can do this one. Alrighty. The January Alara newsletter, a notification of AGM along with notice of AGM and election with nomination and proxy forms included. This month's Alara newsletter highlights the recent festive and family events of the members and reminds readers of the Alara DX membership sponsor program. This is a novel sponsorship exchange arrangement where you and your new or old DX friend each pay for the other's membership in your own respective national YL organisation. Therefore, would strengthening and sharing in the news, the views, the friendships of foreign radio associations. How awesome is that? That's the first time I'd actually heard about that, Rob. Yeah, so you pay for somebody else. That's right. So I here in Australia would pay my Australian dollars to my organisation and somebody in the Philippines or in Tanzania or in you know Eastern Europe would do it in their currency for their – and I think that's a fair way to do it too. You're bestowing a gift in your currency with your purchasing power – and you're not sort of 
um, assuming that somebody can afford to do that in another place and vice versa. You know, it's a nice thing to do. You're sponsoring a foreign, uh, in this case, YL, mm. and uh, learning and, uh, yeah, forming bonds that sort of extend past the microphone in your hand. Excellent. It's pretty cool. Very good. I like that one. Oh, good on the Alara Association for uh, thinking of that one. Now, Rob, uh, I've uh, declared and decided that there's a new worldwide special interest group. It's called New Technologies, and I think you've got a piece. I do. An interesting example of DIY development, the marvels of 3D printing that slowly recreate things from old car emblems to new surgical implants, can now make a crystal set. Yes, a video has been produced to show you how. Digital Trends reports that Houston, Texas-based 3D printing and electronics enthusiast Sage Hansen has created a 3D printable radio. More information and the website URL are in the text edition of this broadcast, and it's an interesting video to watch. And now another new technology, WPT, as an ordinary battery cell. That's wireless power transfer possibilities, including a new AA battery-shaped device that never needs replacing. It's the exact same size and power output of a traditional AA battery. Imagine never having to change the batteries in TV remotes ever again or countless other devices in need of a charge. The technology has both domestic and industrial uses and is expected to be available on the market in about three years. I reckon that's uh, QI or what's that? Um, the pads and you put your phone on top of it and does yeah. it recharging and the rest. Yeah. And uh, if that's the case and you have to have your you know TV remote on the pad, you'll never lose the TV remote again or let anybody else take it away from you because it obviously has to be on the pad next to where you sit on the couch. For it to charge, yeah. And thanks to Jim, VK3PC, for that new story. Okay, now to Contest 2018, the John Moyle Memorial Field Day will be held over the weekend of the 17th and 18th of March 2018 and will run from OUTC 0100 hours on the Saturday until 0059 on the Sunday. Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, Saturday, May 5, 1000 UTC to 11.46 UTC. And the VHF, UHF, WIA Field Day Contest for winter, that's on the 23rd and 24th of June 2018. Put it in your diary. Don't forget about the VK Shires Contest. It's always held in the June long weekend. So this year it's June 9 and 10. It starts at 0600 on Saturday. That's UTC, ending 0600 Sunday UTC. And the IARU HF Championship event on the 15th and 16th of July. Moving to the Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, of course. It's the big one on the Saturday night. It's always wet, mate. It's down here in VK3. It's always wet. Making it July the 21st, start time 0800 through to 1400 UTC. And the big one, the WIA Remembrance Day Contest. That's on the 11th and 12th of August. And the 21st International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend this year is not coinciding with the WIA RD. And you'll find that one on the 18th and 19th this year. And the Oceania Contest, the phone section is in the first full weekend in October. That's the 6th and 7th from 0800 hours UTC on the Saturday to 0800 hours UTC on Sunday. And the CW section is on the second full weekend in October, 13th and 14th, again the same times. VHF, UHF, WIA Field Day Contest dates for spring 2018. That's spring 24th and 25th of November. And you'll also find the spring, winter and summer dates for the next three years in the text edition. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. And now to the social scene. 2018, January 25th, it's the TARC. 
Australia Day Long Weekend Family Radio Camp at Blue Water. And to February 3rd in VK3 at 3pm, Melbourne QIP by the Bay in Chelsea. And here is Peter VK3 YE with more. Melbourne QRP by the Bay, a social gathering for amateur radio tinkerers and low-power operators. The next one is on Saturday, February 3, starting 3pm. It's held at Chelsea Beach, 30 kilometres south of Melbourne, just behind the Life Saving Club. Bring along any project, idea or interesting accessory and share it with like-minded people. That's Melbourne QRP by the Bay, 3pm Saturday, February 3, at Chelsea Beach. For more information, visit our Facebook event page. Just search Melbourne QRP by the Bay. Afterwards, we normally go to a local Peruvian restaurant and stay until late. Thanks, Peter. And February the 18th in VK3, 9am, it's the Wanda Campfest at the Italian Sports Club in Werribee. And another reminder about the VK2 Wyong Field Day as heard earlier in this edition on Feb 24th. And March the 25th, it's the EMDRC Hamfest at the Great Rari Primary School in Heathmont. May 4th through 7, the VK4 Clareview Gathering. And in July the 7th, it's Gibstech 2018. Thanks to Peter VK3PF for the information. It's the 21st annual Gibstech Technical Conference. The focus is primarily on weak signal VHF, UHF and microwave communications, plus all relevant topics. Commences with a social dinner on Friday evening, presentations all day on Saturday with a conference dinner in the evening and Sunday morning presentations. More information on the website uh, in the text edition of the new service. And September 28th through October 1st, the long weekend in VK4, the Cardwell Gathering. These guys really know how to get away in VK4, don't they, Rob? They do. And November the 11th in VK5, it's the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest. And before we get away, Rob, we've got the final final, and we'd like to thank John, VK4, JJW, for bringing us this piece. Riley's Believe It or Not. The smartphone is ubiquitous with its functions and clever little apps. Walk down any street and see many of them in action. The smartphone is indispensable to most, whether used as a phone, a messenger, a Skype device, or to take good pictures, including selfies. The smartphone is in France, but there the word smartphone has not entered the language. It seems that the authority in charge of the French language has put up a barrier to the word smartphone. The Environmental Commission for the French Language has what it thinks is a suitable expression. Le mobile multifunction. Time will tell whether it will happen, or whether users in the francophone world will have multifunction phones, or somehow adopt the smartphone moniker. Who is this Riley guy, anyway? Are you Riley? No, I'm not Riley, are you? I'm not sure. No. We'll have to ask John next week and see what he says. Alright, we've final final, Rob. We've come to the end of this week's news, and as uh, Justin said earlier, please contact us if you can help. For the last time, from you and I, in this stint, in the chair, Rob, as we always say, we report it, you decide. We've reported, you decide.